Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Share Shot Reality every single weekend now, only on WrestlingInc.com. Check us out on Wrestling Inc.'s YouTube channel as well as across social media. You can follow him from Fort Lauderdale, Florida on Twitter at Josh Eisenberg4. I'm Justin Labar here in Pittsburgh. And Josh, uh, a big bit of news coming out. WWE has yet to confirm and make it official, but uh, when you hear something once, twice, three times, four times, uh, it seems all the Hollywood insiders uh, have the, the bead on where WWE's SmackDown live question mark mm-hmm. might be going come 2019 as uh, WWE is looking for new TV deals and the report is it's going to go to Fox for big money for a five-year commitment a five-year deal worth over one billion dollars for professional wrestling sports entertainment Fox is throwing one billion dollars to WWE the same guy who, who throws a shoe honestly but anyway speaking of WWE going to Fox on Smackdown I, I think this is great because um, it gives that mainstream media appeal for WWE even more outside and now broadcast television. We talked about this. We thought Raw would be a, a good fit to fix it and to, to put a little uh, refresh and reset button on a product that has been become stale for a lot of people. Um, but the surprise of SmackDown going there and going on Fridays, um, first off, there's no competition on television on Fridays. I think Fox knows that. I think, I think WWE knows that. So realistically speaking, they're going to put them on there. If they get two and a half, three million viewers, um, you know, that's good for what they're expecting. That's what they're getting now. Uh, but I, I think you need to make some changes to SmackDown. Now, the two hours is fine. I, I don't think you need to do anything there. One thing that sounds so simple, yet I have always wonder, you know, we always talk about red brands and blue brands and Raw being the A show. Maybe just something simple of changing the coloring and changing the graphics of SmackDown. Take away the blue. There's not really a need. I know, you know, people see that as the second show. Maybe something as simple as that for a brand new relaunch could be something that freshens up the product. And then also adding big names. You know, whenever you move to Fox, you're going to have big names on that show. So who is going to be the guy in 2019 on SmackDown Live? And I think it's going to begin and end with Roman Reigns. At this time, whenever they have SmackDown move over to Fox, Roman Reigns is going to be the guy. He's the most polarizing guy. He might not get the most ratings, but he is a guy that everybody still kind of wants to see either succeed or fail miserably. Changing the color is an interesting idea. Uh, I don't know if I agree with it, though. I think uh, while there needs to be some things that are freshened up, certainly, uh, to kind of you know identify this is a, a new chapter in SmackDown's history, 
I think you still want to make sure, you know, Fox is spending over a billion dollars to take something that, that gets, you know, between uh, 2.5 and, and 3 million viewers a week. So I, I would be worried, weary of changing too much. I think keeping the blue, it, it, blue is its identity. So letting people know this, this product that was over here with NBC for so many years is, uh, is now on Fox. So I think you want to still let people see and resemble, have some resemblance to SmackDown. But I think a lot of other things could come down to the play. I think, uh, having a Roman Reigns who's never been the face of SmackDown would be a good change. I, I think, even though it's not a change compared to now, but it would be a change compared to its previous ten years on Fridays. SmackDown has to remain live. You know that. I know that. Everybody knows Absolutely. that. Um, you know it's going to be hell on WWE's production, or, or it's going to have to change uh, their entire way they do things. Um, but 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 a billion but it, dollars but a, speaks a lot, Justin. <laughs> a, a, absolutely. It, it, it'll probably. I imagine it'll probably change things to the point of where, you know, the guys will. Uh, if you're on SmackDown, you'll film TV Friday. You'll have your house shows the next three days in a row, like you normally would. Still be off the same amount of days. It just, it just means the production's going to be on the road more. But again, for a billion dollars, you're still going to be profiting. Uh, but it, yeah. it, 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 it's got to remain live, a eh, number one. Yeah, it definitely has to remain live. My thought is seems to be pretty gung ho about this. Now, whenever you watch Fox with NFL, which they now own the rights to Thursday Night Football, um, and, and when you have that contract and them also using obviously on Sundays. Now, many people are saying, oh, the wrestling and the XFL cross promotion was horrible, was a bad idea. Well, it's not. Yeah, the XFL was something completely different than the NFL. How do they implement professional wrestling on that scale to make people kind of take WWE more seriously? Because if you're spending a billion dollars, you're going to want to advertise it through every medium and through every possible venue and, and, and show, sitcom, anything. They're going to really heavily promote this. So how do they do that in a positive way, Justin? Well, I think uh, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. The same way that you, you know, right now, obviously for me as, as a Capitals fan, I can watch NBC and NBC Sports and watch the Capitals games, and there's always cut-ins uh, as there's a, a, a stoppage in a play of Doc Emmerich saying, you know, uh, you know, teasing the the Belmont Stakes or the Preakness coming up, or, or when we watch when we'd watch uh, Thursday Night Football, you know, they would be teasing or Sunday Night Football, they'd be teasing to Saturday Night Live or teasing to whatever NBC had going on. So I think you don't have to reinvent the wheel just by having in between the games of these legitimate mainstream sports like the NFL, um, you know, throwing it to a graphic that shows uh, a guy who looks like a real fighter and, and a Roman Reigns, or if Brock's still around, or Braun, you know, I think showing guys that look very marketable, look very appealing to the eye, um, writing very good copy that, of selling the story of what they're doing, selling the emotion, not making it sound like the cheesy Sunday, Sunday, Sunday that people make fun That's of. A, yeah. Right, you don't, yeah. you don't want it to be wrestling, you want to make people, you, you want to sell it as you would be selling a crime drama almost, you want to sell it as this guy's out for vengeance as, you know, you have to, I mean, it, it might sound cheesy to us because we're going to be able to boil it down to storyline 101, but to a casual mm -hmm. potential new viewer, it might sound, wow, that's pretty captivating. Yeah. And I know it, it succeeds. And I obviously, um, I, I think they have high expectations, um, but it's going to be interesting to see how WWE treats SmackDown in the next year, because if they move or, or when they move to Fox, you know, are they going to wait for a while to really revamp it? Or are they going to make small changes here and there before they go? So whenever, like you said, there might not need to be big changes to the product or the big changes to the show, but there has to be, um, you know, some sort of, okay, this is SmackDown. We know what this is. Now it's on a new channel. So it's the, the pattern of it. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do over the next year. I, I think when they do unveil this, I think it's October 2019 is what we're hearing. I think when they do unveil and they move over to Fox, obviously all the normal stuff, new song, a new, 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 new graphic fonts and packages. I think obviously new entranceway. Let's stem yeah. away. Let's stem away from the same 
prototype entranceway you get for both Raw and SmackDown with small variations. Yep. Give us something, you know, even to the point of maybe this is where we really get into the next um, le- the next chapter truly of WWE presentation. Maybe there's even more. Maybe there's you know we saw it at WrestleMania two years ago. Maybe now the ring mat has LED in it. Uh, more permanently, yeah, whether it be for graphics for the presentation of the entrance, whether it be for sponsors. On, I know Vince has never been a guy that wants sponsors on the ring mat. He's always shied away from that. But uh, again, um, I think you really need to up the pre- you know, maybe maybe they pull an old WCW move. Maybe maybe the ring slightly rotates in between matches. For I mean, I don't know. I think this is a time <laughs> to really really think about. You. They have over a year to really think about how can we make this look. A billion dollars worth. How can we make this look like it's a billion dollars worth on Fox? A ten ten three two one sponsor on the mat. Ten ten three two one. Sign up right now for it. Bring That's, it back. Well, I like the one where you dialed down the middle. Which one was that? Was that that one ten ten three two one? Two was it? five ten ten two five. I don't know. I have no idea. Call collect if yeah. you still have to use a payphone. Call phone. collect, yes. Exactly. At, at Josh Eisenberg 4, call him collect. At Justin Lamar, we got more to talk about, including Ronda Rousey. Is this the best situation for her first singles match? And we'll also talk about who's going to break the cycle. The world titles have been in a bit of a holding pattern with Brock holding the Universal and AJ holding the WWE Championship. Who's going to strike first and take a world title off of one of those two reigning, defending champion holders? We've got plenty more here. It's Chair Shot Rally on Wrestling Inc. LeBar Eisenberg, CSR Wrestling Inc., your number one procrastination tool on the internet. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We've got clips every single weekend. Uh, we are the place to be if you want to talk pro wrestling intelligently, not a bunch of uh, curse written rants, not a bunch of, uh, you know, not a bunch of sitting in the basement, never been around a girl, never been around a steel chair, never been around an ounce We've of We've been blood. around girls, Justin, haven't we? Both you and I, baby, dating back to 2007 when our eyes first met each other. Well, why did I? 2006, I should, actually. But I, sh- I should have never even used that as an intro. You intro. should really have never. 12 years. We're almost like The Undertaker right now. A decade of destruction, baby. Point being, yes, we're dressed nicely, but yes, we can talk intelligently about pro wrestling and WWE. All right, let's talk intelligently. Sometimes. sometimes. Let's talk intelligently about Ronda Rousey. Uh, WWE proved, us, proved that they knew what they were doing. In her debut match at WrestleMania, uh, arguably the, one of the best debuts ever, maybe arguably the best match of the night uh, in, a, in that tag match she had at WrestleMania. Now it looks like we're going to get her first ever singles match, and it's going to be for the women's uh, championship on Raw against Nia Jax. It, it, based upon the very little, we still have a few more weeks to build, but just on your feeling right now, is this the best decision uh, in terms of how you pursue Ronda's first singles match? I think, um, man, this is that's a tough question because... We talked about it last week. Uh, the timing, meaning the venue and the actual, um, you know, pay per view and their network special and city and everything like that isn't what we all thought it would be. You know, we wanted it to be in New York. We wanted it to be either SummerSlam or WrestleMania next year. Um, so we had all these ideas of when Ronda Rousey would be uh, crowned as the Raw Women's Champion, and they expedited that, expedited that process pretty quickly. Um, looking at the bigger picture, though. I am getting more comfortable with seeing Ronda Rousey as champion, similar to what they're doing to Brock Lesnar, but with more dates, with more matches, and with more in-depth storylines. So when this time next year comes around, we might be talking about how great Charlotte versus Ronda was to end WrestleMania in New York. Because I think that's the only match that the women could ever end and ever main event WrestleMania is Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. And we always thought, well, Charlotte would be the champion and they would crown Rousey as the, you know, the, her first championship reign in WWE. Well, now... Maybe somebody thought, well, wouldn't it be great since Charlotte just broke the streak if Charlotte could potentially break another streak and recapture a championship uh, you know, at WrestleMania in New York? 
it's very telling, and I know you're going to talk a little bit more about this, um, but it's very telling to me that WWE needed Stephanie McMahon there on Monday to sell this feud because, well, quite frankly, neither of those two women, uh, neither of their strengths is their mic work. Yeah, I look at. I try to look at the big picture, but right now I do not think this is the right decision for them to be pursuing for Ronda's first singles television match. And I hope that I'm proven wrong by WWE. But right now, you know, I understand that Ronda Rousey's a box office draw, so I, I don't. I don't care that that she's jumping past all the other women and getting. I, I don't. I don't. I don't look at it from a realistic standing standpoint of what has she done to earn a title shot. She's a box yeah. office draw. But the thing is. I would rather see her have a little bit of a chase. I would rather have her have a little bit of a chase and just keep, you know, whoever jumped on her bandwagon after seeing that performance at WrestleMania, get some more bandwagon people off of a match, not against the champion, uh, but but against an Natalia or against somebody who who is credible and build to the proper venue, whether it be SummerSlam uh, or, or WrestleMania. The, the fact is, is that I look at this and, uh, you know, and you look at the options of what's going to happen. She's either going to win the title and it's going to seem just kind of very, very rushed uh, from the standpoint of, you know, Really couldn't cut Two her matches. Own. Yeah. Two matches, couldn't cut her own promo. It's going to seem very rushed. Or it's going to be she loses, and that kind of kills some momentum. Or it's going to be a real screwy schloss kind of finish. And again, I don't know if that's the best way for her first singles match on TV to go. So any which way right now, I, I, I can't see it being positive. I hope I'm proven wrong. I hope that they have some booking idea that once executed, we're all going to go, oh, now it makes sense. But, as but we I don't said, think that's going to happen. Right, that's, know, and that's my worry. <laughs> that's the worry. Yeah, it, and that's, I think, everybody's worry, too, is, oh, we get it. This is what they were going for. I don't think that's a thing for WWE this recently. You know, It's not like, oh, that's the end game because you can easily tell that they're really just putting things together and seeing what sticks. And you've seen that with guys who have gotten in between in, in between cashing billion-dollar checks, but... It, I mean, yeah, so, <laughs> like, they care about booking decisions right, right now, let's be completely honest with you. Um, but I do see, uh, if I had to book this finish, um, one way that you could really do it without having Ronda Rousey suffer a loss or claiming the championship is one big spot outside of the ring. Now, we know Rousey did very well at WrestleMania, but we also know that Nia Jax is extremely limited in what she can do in the ring. Not saying she's a poor performer, but the fact that she's 270 pounds, this is not going to be the same match as you'd see Charlotte versus Ronda or uh, Ronda Rousey versus Natalya where you could get more technical. This is going to be Ronda trying to overcome somebody 125 pounds over her weight and somebody that's obviously stronger than her. So you're seeing a realistic you're seeing realistic expectations that WWE realized the only person that could potentially beat Nia Jax for the championship and be believable is an actual fighter. I still ask, is this match going to go off? Is it going to happen? Because it's not like this match, no. it, it, this match is not the, this match is not what the event Money in the Bank is being rested on. The, the, the Money in the Bank is being rested on the Money in the Bank ladder matches. So uh, it's not like, the, it's not like, it's not like if this match didn't happen because of some wrestling storyline, attack yeah. backstage, what have you. It's not like they have to offer refunds or they've just, you know, I mean, it, you know what I mean? It's not like it's a, it's a headlining match at a major, major pay-per-view. So I, I still wonder, it, you know, we had Stephanie playing, you know, we had Stephanie speaking for both, justifying both, you know, why why Nia, the champion, would challenge mm. Ronda to this match, why Ronda thinks that she could do this in her second match ever. So it almost like Stephanie still came off a little bit as the heel, and you still have these two baby faces kind of like all shucks. So I, I still wonder, is this in fact going to go off, and does it matter if it happens or not? I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question. I'm not sure. We'll see. 
Well, we'll see more this uh, Monday on Raw on Memorial Day. We'll see if we get any more advancement, any more answers, any more clues as to what to expect in Chicago for Money in the Bank, which at the, at the moment will be Ronda Rousey's first televised singles match in WWE, and it's going to be for the Raw Women's Championship. Speaking of championship, let's talk about the Universal and World next segment. AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar, both been holding the titles for quite a while. Who will be the first person to take the title off of one of them? Who will break the long-tenured title runs that these men are having? Well, Josh and I will give our thoughts and opinions to that. Chair Shot Rally, Wrestling Inc. Don't go anywhere. we got more to watch here on the Bench Playlist. Justin LeVar and Josh Eisenberg bringing you Chair Shot Reality for over 400 episodes. We keep it going every single week. Getting weekend. old, man, huh? We are the show getting... doesn't get old, but we look very different than we did nine years ago. Yeah. Very different. Roll reversals. Here, here on WrestlingInc.com, uh, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel, comment, share it with a friend, do what you got to do. Josh, we've had AJ Styles, who's been WWE champion now for quite some time. We've had Brock Lesnar, who's moving up in the rankings of history of uh, longest tenured. Uh, cha- uh, world champions as a universal champion. A uh, big question comes down to you know who's gonna who's gonna strike first? Who's gonna drop the title first? Uh, we have Nakamura challenging right now. AJ Styles. We we've had uh, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and you always have you know Finn Balor. We have uh, Seth Rollins. You know all these kind of different guys who you could you could hypothetically put in a situation uh, to be world champion worthy, or some of them are past world champions. Who strikes first? Who who gets the next? World Championship, uh, and I'm talking about both both world titles. Who, who's going to break it first? Man, that's a tough question. I'm just going to go with odds, and I'm never a good odds maker. I gamble and lose every single time. I gambled against your Washington Capitals. I gambled against uh, <laughs> I gambled against a lot of teams that did not end well for me. But um, I'm just going to go with the odds. The fact that uh, you know Brock Lesnar's next championship match is most likely not going to be until potentially Extreme Rules, maybe not even until SummerSlam. Um, I actually am more sold now that AJ Styles drops the championship at Money in the Bank mm. uh, to Shinsuke Nakamura in a last man standing match. Um, and here's why. So this entire time, we've known AJ Styles is untouchable. He's one of the best performers, if not the number one performer in WWE. Shinsuke Nakamura, since turning heel, has gotten a lot of positive reaction for that, whether it's the music, whether it's the new attitude, the aggression. If Shinsuke Nakamura does not make the 10 count and AJ Styles walks out as the WWE world champion, that's it for Shinsuke Nakamura as a main event player. He's had multiple opportunities. He's had multiple chances. And they can't do this again at Extreme Rules. They had WrestleMania. They had Greatest Royal Rumble. They had SmackDown Live. And now the fourth match in a one-on-one. And as good as anybody can be, do we really want to see the same match four times in eight weeks no nobody wants to see that so if unless again if shinsuke nakamura wins and then you get that obvious rematch so this is all saying if shinsuke nakamura you know doesn't win it's not going to happen again that he gets another opportunity so with that logic and again the wwe is never really logical (laughs) at times but i can see shinsuke nakamura winning this uh dirty win and then extending it again to extreme rules and getting that last one-off opportunity as much as we want AJ Styles to be world champion right now, um, I think it'll benefit Shinsuke Nakamura in the long run. And AJ Styles can do whatever he wants in any feud and still be the main event. Well, if you're going to talk about odds, if we're going to talk about odds and probability and safe, I, I don't, you know, uh, it would be interesting to see a heel Nakamura as champion. It would be interesting to see Seth Rollins, who's riding great momentum, uh, jump in there. Even though I have some, you know, visual issues with he and Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins certainly is a deserving uh, holder of that champion. 
I would love to see Braun Strowman, but I have to go with probable odds. How do we? How do I not pick Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns. They continue. They continue to. Uh, you know, even with the finish of the Greatest Royal Rumble, which supposedly was a screw-up finish, but I thought it came off pretty well, yeah, they, they continue to, 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 to tease and, and, and position Roman Reigns as still being a top guy. Despite how many boos he gets, uh, he is a top guy for them. And I just, I, I feel like they have nobody else right now in mind who's going to take a title off of Brock Lesnar, whether that be in a month from now or three months from now, that it's going to be Roman Reigns. Now, that doesn't mean that Roman, that Roman Reigns won't finally slay Brock Lesnar, who's, who's got the better of him. And that might that might trigger what everybody's hoping for, which is a change in Reigns' presentation. Who knows? But I think at probability, I I, I I wish I could say Braun Strowman, but they've kind of put Braun in a holding pattern. Finn, while Finn was presented really well in in, in a David versus Goliath match, I still think he's a, he's a level or two away from that. Seth Rollins, I, I mean, maybe that maybe he is the next best one because he is just just delivering on on a level of of, of that's above everybody else. Um, but again, Roman Reigns seems to be the guy they have they have focus to. Yeah, I mean, Seth Rollins is delivering in-ring matches um, to the likes of Shawn Michaels. I mean, you, there's a lot of comparisons there based on size, based on stature, athleticism, um, charisma inside of the ring, and how he turns that switch so quickly. Uh, it's hard for me to disagree with you, Justin, saying that Roman Reigns isn't going to take the championship off of Brock Lesnar, um, so I'm not even going to try to argue with that because I think that is very possible and it's very realistic. Um, but I do think, one, small change to Roman Reigns. Yes, the heel turn, obviously, people want to see that. We've never really heard Paul Heyman talk shit on Roman Reigns, have we? He's always talked about how he is a Samoan badass and he does this and all of that. It's not against WWE's booking ideas to have Paul Heyman turn on a Paul Heyman guy to align himself with somebody else. I mean, look what he did to CM Punk at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view a couple of years ago um, where he cost CM Punk the opportunity to grab that briefcase and gave that match between Brock Lesnar and uh, you know CM Punk. So I'm not going to be surprised if we do see Paul Heyman as WWE's last-ditch effort to potentially get Roman Reigns cheered in what better way than the best mouthpiece in professional wrestling. Well, no, pa- Paul Heyman's very uh, calculated, and, and it's what makes him so great in his role, is that he never, you know, he never really... Uh, verbally buries Brock's opponent. If anything, he he finds a way to build Brock's opponent up, but yet still make you believe that they're going to fall victim mm-hmm. uh, to the beast. Uh, you know that might be the last ditch effort. And and Paul Heyman does have history with the Samoan family, dating back to when Paul was breaking into the business. So there's tie-ins there. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to say that I wouldn't want to see it because I, I'm I'm a part of everybody else. I just want to see something kind of. I just want to see a shakeup. I want to see some some attempt to really grab my attention to, to shake this things up with Roman Reigns. So I would certainly uh, be tuning in. I, I have always been slightly against the policy, and I was even when he turned on CM Punk, of we, there are certain guys, because Paul Heyman is so real, there are just some mm-hmm. guys we know who are real Paul you know, We all knew that CM Punk's a real Paul Heyman guy. We, knew that sure. Brock, we know that Brock Lesnar's a real Paul Heyman guy. Ryback was not a real Paul Heyman guy for as much as they tried. You know, Chris so Axel wasn't a Paul Heyman yeah, guy. Yeah, you know, it's so bizarro, it, yeah. right. So it's like, you know, it, it, Paul turning on Brock. They would have to really do some things to to truly sell it. You know, it, they would have to get. They would have to let Paul start shooting and say, you know, Brock's leaving here. He's going back to the he's UFC. He's Dana White's boy. Yeah, he's a Dana White guy and things like that. Yeah, yeah they, they would have to really get, you know, they would have to make you think Brock Les- or, uh, excuse me, Paul Heyman is shooting on Brock Lesnar, even though I'm sure that would never truly be the case, but they'd have to make fans believe so. So I'd be open to it. It's, it's a hell of an you idea, uh, but I think if we're talking about odds, I love the thought of Nakamura, and that would certainly be uh, an interesting way to do it, and, and I have to, it's hard for me to disagree with your logic of, yeah, if Nakamura gets counted to 10, where does he go from there? Yeah. 
but and I, you need that, and you need that heel to have the championship. You know, with Lesnar, a tweener type guy, I always think that a heel champion delivers more um, in storyline reasons than a face champion. You know, the face champion has that one great moment where he, where he, you know, captures the cha- captures the title. But then after that, it's you know, well, okay, he's the best. You know, I'm I'm always more in favor of having a heel champion because it's more edgy and it's more it's usually more of a deeper story. So I hope that's that's the way that it goes. At Josh Eisenberg 4 on social media, at Justin Labar, at CS Reality. We hope everybody here in the United States has a great Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy it. Be safe. We'll be back next week for more CSR on Wrestling Inc. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save